Welcome to the Giants Talk Podcast. Here's Alex Pavlovich and Cole Kuyper. I know those guys. Hey, Giants fans. Welcome to another episode of Giants Talk. I'm Cole Kuyper here with Alex Pavlovich. We're bringing you a little bit more preseason Giants content as we count down the weeks until opening day. First spring training games are just a few days away. Giants are making moves had some of the first splashy signings in post-lockout free agency, and we're going to talk about it. Before we go any further, though, Giants Talk is presented by Wendy's Breakfast, now with a free drink with any breakfast sandwich purchase. Alex, I know now that baseball's happening again, you're waking up early again. Are you getting your, your daily Wendy's in? I, I have not been to Wendy's this morning or today, but I will say I woke up at uh, oh. 6.45 today because Clubhouse access is in the morning now, so... It was an adjustment. I hit snooze too many times. And so I walked to the ballpark here. I like the little morning walk, a little coffee, think about my day. Um, every rental car in Arizona sold out. So that helped <laughs> contribute to that as well. Uh, but I was going to be running. It was the first day. I'll go behind the scenes a little bit here. First day, you want to be there right when the clubhouse opens. Because when you see Carlos Rodon is wearing number 16, you want to be there to tweet it out before anybody else does. I actually knew that beforehand. But any, like example, you see like new players in there. Junis was in there today. Um, and we're like, oh, they haven't announced that yet. Nobody knew you were here. Uh, but anyway, I was running, running a little bit late. And then a Giants employee saw me walking and was like, you want to ride? I'm like, sure. So wow. thank you to that person. I was there at 8.15 ready for the, uh, the number 16 tweet. That is fantastic. Did you like sign any autographs uh, in exchange for the ride? Uh, not yet. Only outside the stadium. I, not oh, for fair. employees. Look at you. <laughs> All right. So let's let's dive in and talk about that number 16 signing. Because I'm going to be honest, the fact that Carlos Rodon wears number 55 was one of the first things I saw about him when I, you know, popped on Wikipedia and did a quick, what do I need to know about this guy beyond the near perfect game of last year? Cause that's the main thing I remember um, last year with the White Sox. He had that perfect game. I believe it was the ninth inning when someone caught a, a hit by a pitch on the tip of their toe, didn't get out of it. And it ended up just being no hitter instead of a perfect game. Uh, brutal way to lose a perfecto, but he still got, got the no hitter. What else do I need to know about the new guy in orange and black? Is this our number one or our number two? Well, you need to know he's really good. So I think that's, that's, you know, Logan Webb will start opening day, but this is somebody okay. who finished fifth in Cy Young voting in the American league last year did. So even though he missed time, even though when he came back, his velocity was down, he struggled a little bit to get deep in the games. He was that good in the first half. And I think the one thing you've heard from Gabe Kapper the last couple of days, and he's not, you know, he doesn't usually go over the top in his praise of things is that when healthy, when right, this guy's as good as anybody. And he really is. I mean, it's an upper nineties fastball. It's a really good slider. Um, yeah. We saw, you mentioned what he's capable of on his good days. And, and he really was the best guy left in terms of starting pitching when the market reopened. And I, I think that's, I think the fact that he was in the American league, that he was in the American league central, um, you know, that he hasn't done this, a whole lot. He's only been an all-star once. It wasn't a huge contract comparatively. I think a lot of fans see that and go, you know, when are we going to get the big guy? Like, this is the big guy. If he had not had the shoulder issues and, um, you know, if he had not had the injury history he has, which obviously is the reason why the Giants were able to swoop in, 
if he had stayed healthy all of last year, you're talking a Gosman type deal, 110 million, that type of thing. So this is the big addition. Uh, it's a really interesting contract. Uh, the details that came out were if he throws 110 innings this year, he can opt out. So he really, you know, he's going to make good money this year. It's two years, 44 million. And if this is a disaster, if he gets hurt, you know, and doesn't make those starts, he can come back the next year for the second year of that contract. If it goes really well, which the Giants hope it does, he will opt out. And he was open about that. He said, yeah, I mean, there's a reason there's the opt out. So he will opt out. He's a Scott Boris client. He will test the market. But if you're the Giants, you are hoping that this is potentially, you know, a one-year deal for a guy who can be a Cy Young candidate. And now you have two of those. I love it. And it also, it seems like he's a solid personality fit for Giants fans. I and mean, you brought up, uh, we kind of briefly talked about the whole number 16, number 55 thing. He said right off the bat, oh, not wearing that number. I know whose number that is. And that's a real easy way yeah. to Giants fans' hearts to avoid, like just straight up say, right off the top, I'm not going to steal Sean Estes's number. Yeah, he went, I'm going for Angel Pagan, coming for the <laughs> – I will say, I mean, he, he told us always – I asked Brad Grams, who's the clubhouse coordinator. Um, by the way, some people need to realize, like, I love Mike Murphy, a legend, but Brad's been doing this for a while now. So people still ask me, like, who's – is Murph going to give him 55? And I'm like, Brad Grams is in charge. He's been in charge for years. So uh, those guys are always a little bit behind the scenes. But he, he told me today, he said legitimately he – you know, that's one of the first calls for these guys is – let's get you in here. Let's get you comfortable. Um, and he said that uh, Carlos told him on the phone, he, like before he did any research, before he probably saw the Twitter reaction, um, I would imagine before the stealing became public that he said, no, I, I'm not taking 55. I know what that means. So he knew before he came here, um, I guess when you wear 55, you probably know the other 55s, but he understood yeah. the significance of it. Um, as you pointed out on Twitter, you know, dog owner, father, seems like there's a lot to like here. He uh, he streams uh, playing video games on Twitch all the time. What's his name? Hard Pop Carl? on and uh, Hard Carl fifty five. Watch yeah. play some Call of Duty or the show or uh, Fortnite, and you know get to know our new starting pitcher a little better. I'm putting you in charge of that. I have I, I can't dive into that world of like <laughs> listening to a Twitch stream to see if he says something controversial or interesting. So you're in charge of that part. I don't I don't think he ever has. It's like the Blake Snell rule where every once in a while you something happens on Twitch that goes viral. Yeah. Yeah. If he says something, you'll hear about it before okay. I tell you, surely. But uh, I, I am curious. I have a few ballplayers. I, I like to tune in when they, when they stream and I'll, I'm going to add a uh, hard Carl 55 to my list. <laughs> I'd, you know, hard Carl that if, if this works out, that's going to be one of our little like giants, Twitter jokes. So I'm there we go. All right. Not the only pitcher that joined the Giants roster this week, though. Uh, Jacob Junis on a major league deal. This is another guy that that I didn't know too much about, but did my research. Seems like he's not had the uh, the best ERA the past few years, but has a, a tremendous upside if the Giants pitching lab can figure out what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, somebody, you know, Gabe Kapler dropped XFIP on us today with, and just saying, look, he, he struck, struck out a lot of guys last year, struck out a lot of dudes per Gabe Kapler, um, yes. has always had good walk rates. So I, I think for them, it's one of these guys, you get him in, in Oracle Park, you get him with Brian Bannister, you get him with Andrew Bailey. And, um, you know, Carlos Martinez, we all know him from the Cardinals, that's not official yet, but it's one of those, here's another behind the scenes thing, like teams will wait until... <laughs> 
everything, paperwork's done, physical's done, you know, everything. And then they send out the press release. They tell you it's official. Like they won't even talk about a guy on the record until it's official. In the meantime, Carlos Martinez on his Instagram announced, you know, the whole thing. So it's like, we know he's coming, even though you can't talk about him today, Gabe. But uh, yeah, those two guys, I, I think, you know, Junis in particular, he has an option remaining, which is huge. Like they can start him in AAA to start the year. Um, look, they have 16 games in 17 days to start the season after three and a half weeks of spring training. So whether it's an expanded rotation, whether it's, um, you know, just being careful with guys, there are a lot of double headers coming this year to make up for lost time. Um, so it, it's going to be important to have this depth. And I think in these two guys, they have two guys who they feel pretty comfortable throwing out there if they need to make starts, uh, probably more comfortable than they, than they did last year, maybe with Scott Casimir. Uh, and then, you know, Sammy Long is an option. Tyler Beattie is, is still in, in camp. Uh, Sean Jelly's here. He has a mustache. So he's he's ready to go for May oh. if they need him. So, um, yeah, all of a sudden, like, a pretty good – you're like, okay, you're, you're like, you know, maybe 10 deep now. So – and I, I think there will probably be more. So you and I discussed last week um, the top five things the Giants needed to tackle heading into spring training. And it looks like for now – the rotation right off the bat, first one done, check mark it. Um, beyond that, health updates on players. I haven't heard anything bad as the Giants players rolled into camp. There's been some sketchy stuff elsewhere, though. I mean, Tatis Jr. in San Diego had himself a, a motorcycle accident. Did you see that? I d- nobody had a motorcycle accident. So that is that is the good news for the Giants. Um, we do know Tommy Listella potentially a little bit behind in, okay. in coming back from Achilles surgery. Um, but nothing major so far. I mean, you know, Brandon Belt's the guy who's been held back the last couple of springs. He was out there full go pretty much in workouts. I saw he's, everybody else out there. So um, Belt looked big too. Belt looks like he's been hitting the weights. Yeah, you know, he, he's been on the fishing boat. So the the real, I guess. Um, I did talk to him too. Go. And I, I, I got a chance to ask him about the qualifying offer, which he – I think people have – Crawford's probably joked about this enough over the years that people understand a little bit that Belt is on, like, the Baumgartner plan of disappearing in the offseason. So uh, nobody had talked to him yet about his qualifying offer. And he said, yeah, I mean, I, I saw the um, lockout was coming and that played a part in it, but really just wanted to stay in San Francisco. And I, I think he would really – he I think he would love after this to do a multi-year deal if he could. I mean, we'll see. He's, he's 34 this season, but – um yeah no no real injury concerns for these guys as as they get going so check that one off for now tentatively we got like you said a few more things to hash out there um settle arbitration cases haven't dove into that yet that won't be for a little while woo the fans post lockout working on that we'll focus a little bit more on that once the regular season has started by the way there i'm sure announcements are to come um but what are you? I see that smirk on your face right now, almost as if you don't feel the wooing will be up to. You don't feel like we're going to get wined and dined to the point that we should. I don't need to be wined and dined. I I think um, I will say I will say this. Just I understand there's a lot of logistical challenges in 2022. I will just say that there was a lot of Giants fans here on Sunday and Monday who were hoping to find their way into Scottsdale Stadium and because they don't have the, what is it, magnetometer or whatever it's called, um, they can't scan them coming into the park yet. So they're 
they're not letting them in yet. I think it's going to be like Thursday before they let people in the park. Oh. So not a great start. The people who, uh, and I, I met, I met people, I met giant stock listeners, um, which was cool. Uh, I met people, a lot of multiple, I don't know, five or six couples on Sunday who were waiting right outside and, and families who had made the trip down here because they booked tickets and they, they couldn't cancel it. They didn't want to pay to cancel it. So they came to Scottsdale and then the walkout ended Thursday and they're like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to Scottsdale stadium. And no, not quite yet. So TBD on, just, on the wooing part. Should have just thrown those gates open and said, come in, everyone in as many as yeah, you can get in, you know, put them in one section. There's 30, 40 people. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully this weekend right. with games, it gets back to normal. All right. So wooing TBD. The last thing on our list then is sign a preferably right-handed bat. Um, there's a few guys out there. None of the huge names at the time of recording this um, on Monday night have been claimed. Say Suzuki still in the mix, although we kind of had a, a, a false start news-wise when some uh, Twitter account out of Japan claimed he was going to the Padres. So that's kind of where I'm thinking Suzuki's going to end up right now, but Surprise me, baseball world. Surprise me. Uh, Chris Bryant still sitting around. What do you think the, the best fit is right now for, for Giants adding a bat to the lineup? Do you think it's got to be a righty? I think I saw one of your articles a few days ago say it could be beyond that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a name coming up in two and a half minutes. But first, I, I want to put this audio in here because we talked to Farhan on Friday. And I asked him, you know, are you going to get a bat? Are you going to get a right-handed bat? And he has seen the speculation. He has maybe listened to Giants talk as we talked about what we think they need. And here was his answer on what he thinks uh, they need in terms of the lineup and, and why he doesn't necessarily agree with uh, me and you and Andrew Baggerly and Grant Brisby and anybody else who has written it that they need a right-handed bat. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've heard that, um, you know, uh, discussion out there, um, you know, over the last few months and um, – you know, I think our group of right-handed is a little bit um, under underrated. We have kind of more options um, on that side um, than uh, I think maybe we're uh, being given credit for. Um, you know, we've got uh, obviously, you know, Buster is a big loss, but Joey has always hit left-handed pitching well, so uh, we think he's going to be a threat. Same with Kurt. I mean, he had reverse splits last year, I think, but has always hit lefties well in his career. So I think the catching spot, uh, you know, we're in a good position against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, having Austin Slater, Darren Ruff, uh, Wilmer Flores, Longoria, um, and then having guys like Craw and Belt, who are so good defensively that they're going to be in there, um, you know, often against lefties as well. Um, you know, I, I think we actually have a, a pretty good set of position players uh, versus left-handed pitching. And, while we're still open to adding a bat, I, I don't think we're going to be totally fixated on that side. Um, you know, I, I, if, if there's a left-handed bat that makes sense for us, I think we can find a way to fit that as well. So, um, you know, I, I think that we're trying to find the balance on the position player side between giving some opportunities to some of our younger guys like Thyro Estrada and Steven Duggar, who, who played well for us last year, who... You know, we're both a little bit up and down and, and, and whether um, there's a possibility of, of having them in more stable roles on the major league roster and kind of keeping our eye out for, um, you know, additions who, who 
you know, might just uh, improve the kind of um, length of our lineup. So um, right-handedness isn't a priority for us. I think we'd like to add a bat, but it, but I don't think we're limiting ourselves to that side. Win a Lexus, cash, and more this month at Grayton Resort and Casino. Play to enter the $300,000 Drive Away in Luxury Lexus and Cash Giveaway on March 25th, where you could win a Lexus. Plus, more ways to win than anywhere else. Multiplier Wednesdays, get up to seven times the points. Thursdays, turn points into slot play. And win up to $15,000 in the Good Fortune Slot Tournaments. Learn more at GraytonResortCasino.com. Complete rules available at the Reward Center. So, you know, pretty compelling. I think you look at, I would push back that a lot of those guys are older, the guys that they're trying to rely on. Um, but I will say in being around here the last couple of days, you know, you think about it, the DH spot, and they're going to face right-handed pitching most of the year. So I think as they look at this group and they say, we, we like a lot of what we have, if they can add a really good left-handed bat and somebody who can slide into that spot, you know, maybe Wade Jr. slides into that spot sometimes or Yaz gets a lighter day. Um, maybe not yet as a gold glove candidate, but uh, they really do seem to be focusing on left-handed bats. And, and one name I reported today, I don't think his name's been out there really yet, was Michael Conforto, um, the former Mets star-ish, borderline, star-adjacent. I don't, he was good. Darling. So, yeah, yeah it, at times it's been very good. He crushes right-handed pitching, um, you know, would be a good fit, I think, is, is a left-handed DH, can also play outfield. So, uh, we'll see where that goes, but I, I know Conforto is somebody that they they do like and have looked into. Um, we'll see where the rest of it goes. I, Suzuki maybe seems like it's more likely elsewhere at this point, but as of Monday at eight fifty two p.m., the last I've heard is that they they're you know they don't feel like they're out. So still some hope. There. All right, still some hope. I'm hanging on to hope. I will say, hearing that audio from uh, far from Farhan kind of makes me feel i don't know like like the the splashy name might not be the name we get and and as we've said for the past few months that's fine i've seen the guys this uh this team ends up signing and what they do with them and who these guys turn into so i'm ready for opening day no matter who is in this dh spot no matter who the extra names on this roster are but it would be cool to have someone fun in there um it, it would be I think, and in, in one thing I think we've seen from Suzuki the last three, four days is he's become more active on, on his Twitter and Instagram pages. Is he seems like a lot of fun. So he's one hundred percent. Somebody's going to get, um, uh, you know, somebody's going to get potentially a middle of the order bat. But I, I think somebody who's going to be a fan favorite wherever he goes. That's that, that's huge. That's that's huge. And I I know Giants fans would absolutely love him, but I'm pretty sure every fan base in the league is saying that right now. Yeah. Um, Elsewhere, I had a I had a wild hair for the past few months that maybe there's a non-zero chance that Clayton Kershaw could uh, end up in or maybe retire in a Giants uniform, and that clearly didn't happen. Kershaw's yeah. back to Dodgers. There's zero. a zero. You're saying it was. Um, I think he I came know. out and said it was Dodgers or Rangers, and that was it. So he's spoken like someone who want to admit it came down to the wire between the Giants and the Dodgers. But it's, like I think we talked about this a few months ago. I, you know, it would have been funny, but it's, I love having Kershaw on the other side. It's good for the oh, rivalry. Like, it's fun. And you know what? One thing we haven't really seen, and it just popped in my head as we're thinking about Clayton Kershaw and all the pain he's put Giants fans through. He's put Brandon Belt through a world of hurt for the last decade. 
And this version of Brandon Belt that we saw in the second half last year and that we've seen for most of the last two years has not really faced Kershaw much. If, oh, you're if saying at all. So, you Kershaw know, has faced Brandon Belt, but he has not faced the captain. He has not faced – he definitely has not faced the captain. So maybe that's the silver lining here for Giants fans that uh, Belt after, you know, really like – the worst possible record you could potentially have against a guy <laughs> is maybe going to get a chance for some redemption here. All right. Sit on that giants talk listeners. And remember, keep an eye out giants Dodgers. We're going to see captain belt ownage on Clayton Kershaw 2022. Prediction. If it happens. I it's called happening. it. If it doesn't happen, nobody will remember. So it's the best type of prediction. Uh, elsewhere in the NL West, we kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, Tatis Jr. fell off his uh, pickup truck as he was washing it and <laughs> he should have hurt his that. wrist. That would <laughs> yeah. have been a great throwback if it said that. Do you have the tweet? Do you, it, was, it was kind of an all-timer. His, his Which one? When, when oh, that he said, about... um, yeah, they asked, they asked him uh, uh, when this motorcycle accident happened that Fernando Tatis Jr. hurt his wrist on, and he said, which one? Yeah. So dudes out there getting in multiple motorcycle accidents during the lockout. More power to you, I guess. I, I did read, though, that the, uh, the Padres are not interested in, in any sort of real disciplinary action or terminating their relationship with him for obvious reasons. That's um, tough. I mean, you, you know, what are you going to do? Terminate the it's, – yeah, it's 300 plus million, but he's also your best player. And I, yeah. in my opinion, when healthy – the best player in the national league. So um, yeah, they, they can't really do anything. It sucks. And I, I think, you know, just as someone who loves watching the kids play, I guess, to steal a phrase that probably doesn't exist after the lockout or during the lockout. Uh, it, I love watching. I really, really love watching him play. I've said on here before, if you can go watch him take batting practice at Oracle park, go do it. Like he's just different. He's a different athlete. And I hope he's not, I hope we don't look up in like five years and go like, Man, remember how good he was when he was 21 and then he hurt his shoulder and then he had a motorcycle accident. Like wrist injury is we've seen some we've seen Pablo with the handmate bone. Kirk Casale last year never recovered from his wrist surgery. Like wrist is no joke when you're a hitter. So um I hope for his sake and for the game's sake that he, you know, just chills by the pool in future off seasons. I, I think that's a great call. Uh, just hang in there. You got to, you got those, those wrist bones are worth a lot of money, yeah. Fernando. Just has a huge just impact just on the National League West, but you know, that's kind of cruel to think about. But yeah, a huge impact. We also were in the West, um, in the AL West, our brethren across the bay are just cleaning house in not a good way. A lot of my Ace fan friends are quite upset. Um, and it kind of seems like the players that the A's are trading are a little upset too. Uh, Matt Olson said it's tough. A lot of us, our first choice was to stay in A as long as we could. Um, and it couldn't end up happening financially wise, but we knew what we were signing up for. And the fact that players have to come out and say stuff like that because the franchise has such a, a world-renowned talent for shipping guys off and constantly rebuilding just makes me feel sad. I want the A's to have their moment, man. It sucks because they once again, like Billy Bean and David Forster are so good at building these like fun cores. And we've, I don't know, in our lifetime, what have we seen it now? Like four or five times. Like, mm -hmm. and this is again, like Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, 
um, their rotation, just a really fun group. And everybody knew going into the off season that they're going to tear it down because these guys are getting into arbitration. They're starting to get expensive, not expensive when you are a billionaire, but that doesn't matter over there. Um, and I should mention they got revenue sharing back, but you know, didn't really keep them from tearing it down. So Chris Bassett. Oh, no, they're just a poor small market it's franchise, tough. Alex. It's tough. Maybe they were the GM that, uh, no, they weren't. I, I really like David <laughs> Forrest. I, whoever complained to Heyman the other day, but um, yeah, it, it's, I feel for the guys who are putting that team together because I don't think it's their, you know, it's not their choice. They would, I think they would like to, to, you know, be more like the Rays over here and, and have something a little bit more sustainable. Um, but these guys get priced out and uh, you really buried the lead here though. And I think that's potentially the second move when Matt Olson goes to Atlanta, which is Freddie Freeman goes where? Yeah. The implications of that Olson move were not good. No, uh, that that's, that is, yeah, that's, that's Freeman to LA, right? I mean, prediction is that or New York at this point? I mean, the Yankees could, could save Giants fans. There's some Blue Jays buzz out there. You know, this is the dangerous part of doing a podcast when this is like the winter meetings jammed into a spring training. <laughs> maybe by the time somebody listens, he's picked a home. But um, I, I will say I, I showed a tweet. I, I, I showed the breaking news um, Matt Olson tweet to a Giants player today, and they were, their eyes widened, and then they like made a face, and they're like, "Oh no, Freddie!" So they're all thinking <laughs> the same thing, like. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I will consider that, you know, the two best parts of the Giants offseason, if that doesn't happen for the Giants, will be Carlos Rodon and Freddie Freeman going elsewhere. But I, I you know, he's a SoCal guy. So we'll see. Yeah, it seems like, uh, it seems like it's it seems really like an easy move. Yeah, yeah. If, if they're going to make him a good offer, which it certainly seems like the Dodgers are going to, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that could be that won't be an emergency podcast. Don't worry. But that that could be a that'll be a rough day for for the Giants. I, I, you know, he's we don't see him a lot because he's in the NL East. But just talking to some people about him today, like he has a lot of admirers in this org organization. So one of those guys you don't want to see end up with the rival if that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I I we we've known for the past several years and going into this upcoming season that the Dodgers are going to put together an absolute juggernaut no matter what. So get at it, get at it, blue and white, do your best because we're going to set up a team full of Motway juniors and you're not going to know what hit you. There you go. It happened last year. It happened last year. Look, so I'm just I, banking on that know, being what happens I, again. I think, I don't know that we fully grasped and This is what I'll end with here. And uh, we will be back either for the next breaking news story or just for normal weekly podcasts to discuss spring training. There's actually spring training stuff to discuss a lot going on in camp position battles, things like that, that we'll get to. I'll just finish with this. It's funny to like talk to people the last couple of days and every once in a while I hear somebody and not, not in a non-humble way. I mean, not, not in a bragging way in any way, just mention like a title defense or like the fact that they're trying to win another NOS title. Like, I don't know that we fully wrapped our heads around that last year because it, it all happened so quickly and, you know, Giants fans go straight from wrapping it up the last day to thinking about, a postseason series with the Dodgers and then being in a postseason series with the Dodgers. It just strikes me when, you know, when we're talking to Gabe or we're talking to Brandon Crawford and somebody mentions like trying to win another NOS title, like, you go, Oh yeah, they won the division last year. So they're currently picked to finish third, but we'll see.
That division win should go up like a flag in center field, just like the World Series championships, because that was such a fun season, so down to the wire that I I considered that more or less a championship as a fan. Uh, I want to give a shot at the I'm Dodgers for celebrating at, a, a pennant, so I, I won't I won't go that far. But it, it was it was yeah, it was something I don't know that we've quite wrapped our heads around. I loved it. I'm going to get myself some sort of a, a 2021 NL West Champions shirt or, or hoodie or something, and that's going in my rotation you for this season. Hard. By the way, last last thing, a lot yeah, of City me. Connect gear in the team store, so that's not going away. Okay. Okay, that, so your, your favorite your favorite jersey is a I don't know if it's a hot seller, but they're trying to make it a hot seller. Yeah, you know what? Part of the charm of the City Connect though was everyone hating it. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons I liked it so much. So if they're pushing this so they're hard, pushing they're pushing it. Yeah, they're, I don't know. I don't know about there's that. There's like a whole wall of the clubhouse, or the um, team store of City Connect. Great. So we'll Great. see. <laughs> we'll okay. see. Okay. Check, Do you know if I'll they're check back uh, with you later this week? I, I asked you this as if you know the answer and I'm pretty sure you don't, but th- there hasn't been any announcements about 2022 City Connect, right? If that's a different group of teams that'll be participating this year or if they're doing it again at all. No, I had, I, I had reported a couple of weeks ago or when the lockout ended that the Giants might go to Mexico City. So I was hoping that would be our big thing this year. Um, our fun little jersey maybe, but I, I think Larry Bear might have said on KNBR that's not happening anymore. So Oh man, we'll I see. got some maybe I got bad info, Mexicans, but that's, I got uh, some Mexico City recommendations if any Giants fans were going. So that bums me out a lot. That's a trip I, don't I would think we try can do to trek on every year. Can we? That would be too much. Yeah, maybe I don't some, think maybe so. Twenty twenty two. We'll see. Yeah, we'll share the out. love. It was such a beloved um, thing by every fan <laughs> fan base. Share the love. I'll try to get an answer for you before the next podcast. Please do. Please do. Um, Thanks for tuning in, Giants fans. I can't wait to come to you in a mere few days with some breaking news that the Giants signed Suzuki Castellanos and Michael Conforto. Um, I can't promise it, but that's my prediction. And I can't wait to uh, tune in and have Alex and I break that down with you in just a few days. If it happens, we'll podcast. If it doesn't, we'll podcast. So see you guys in a few days. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.